Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome along to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. And this is the show where we re- also look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You're with Joseph Matichich, and I'm delighted to be joined again by my co-host here, Pastor Will Mawala. So welcome to the program, wherever you might be joining us. Our text line number is 04888-80811. I'll give you that number again, 04888-80811. We begin another new week on Drive Time, and we're looking at the whole issue of biblical parenting in a post-Christian world. Now today, uh, Will and I are going to kick off by looking at the question, Parenting Without Guilt Is it possible? Welcome along, Will. It's great to have you. Uh, Of course, uh, many would know that uh, you are the pastor of the Paravista Seventh-day Adventist Church and the Gawler Church here in Adelaide. And uh, we're often together uh, on the show, and it's great to have you on board again. Always good to be in the studio with you, uh, Pastor Joseph. Glad to be back. Yeah, no, it's good good to be together again. And, um, you know, uh, the weather's been wild again in many parts of our country, hasn't it? It's just not... It's just not like it should be at this time of the year. Yeah, very, very interesting weather. I mean, it should be hitting up to, you know, summer-type weather, but especially in Adelaide, we've had, you know, some pretty rough weather, and I know on the East Coast as well, there's been some pretty severe flooding and whatnot. Yeah, and so, again, our thoughts and prayers are for those who might be affected. Um, but yeah, certainly has been wild. Um, there's been uh, strong, strong winds, and there's been a bit of destruction. And um, and uh, yeah, it's interesting. Now, Will, I don't know if you uh, um, there's this um, what will they call it a um, uh, with the whole issue with the 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 river, the Murray River, that the rising river level. They call it a um, a blue sky flood. That's an interesting term. I'd never heard of. That that one before, uh, but it's the whole idea of the fact that the uh, it, the, the river level is rising to right. to unprecedented levels, to to high levels, and it's it's and it's rising gradually. It's rising slowly. It's okay. um, uh, and it, and people. It, it's expected that it's going to rise higher and higher. And uh, those that are on the uh, low lying areas next to the river are preparing and and moving, uh, packing. And so on. Yeah. Uh, well, we were just there, weren't we? Um, exactly. Just the just, other day. Yeah. yeah just exactly. We were there at the um, Ankara Youth Camp there at uh, Walker Flats, and um, which is right on the banks right of on the Murray. Yep. Which yep. It was a new experience for me. Um, but yeah, we were there, and as you know, Joseph, we we saw the caretakers there at uh, the Ankara Youth Camp ground, and uh, apparently they're going to be having having to to shift in the in the, in the coming weeks because they're expecting the flood levels to rise and. Basically, the Ankara Youth Camp space is, you know, right on the on the banks of the Murray. Yeah. So um, they're expecting, you know, if you know, worst case scenario, that 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 campground's going to be pretty much flooded. Mm. So you know, for some, you know, for some people um, that are living right alongside the Murray, it's it's uh, yeah, it's a pretty um, 
very uh, serious time for them to kind of uh, consider, you know, their living conditions and whether they need to get out of there. Well, well, there are many communities and towns along the Murray River. Right. Of course, it's a it's a real major. It's not only a supply of water, but uh, a, you know, life source for them. And um, and so this is now quite an uncertain time as yeah. they're heading into. Well, what what certainly in, in this part of the country, it, it's expected that those river levels are going to yeah. peak probably in the next few weeks. So what we're, we're, that's heading into Christmas, New yeah. Year, and um, that is really quite an unsettling time for for those people where they yeah. would be hoping for you know a, a pleasant family festive time. They're probably needing to pack to move to relocate to look for new places. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. it's not a not, no, not, prayers not a go good out time. to them. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Now something else that's happening, Will and. Um, is uh, and I'm a bit of a sporting buff and can't can't let this one slip through um, without mentioning the biggest sporting event in the world. Right? Is that the uh, the World Cup? Is it? That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's uh, it, you know the soccer World Cup or. You know, outside of our shores, really, will it's it's referred to as the as football. That's yeah. that's really the the name for it. Um, being held in in Qatar, um, and um, FIFA uh, World Cup is it? Yes, I think that's what it's called officially. <laughs> that's it. The FIFA World Cup 2022. It's a it's yeah, it's the largest sporting event in the world because really, will that's you know soccer or football as it's known in in most other countries is yeah. is kind of the most popular sport or the most common sport if we can put it that way. And um, it's uh, yeah, in some places it's it's it yeah, people are obsessed with it, and there's going to be you know lots and lots of people tuning in watching. It's being held in a very unusual place, Qatar. They're in the Middle East. Um, not a common location for for uh, an event like this to be held. Usually they're held in countries such as Europe or South America. You know, these, right. these are your, your prominent soccer, soccer nations, yeah. so, football mad nations. And um, 32 nations competing. Right. Um, you follow the soccer, Joseph? Oh, look, as I said, I'm a bit of a sports buff, so I tend to follow a lot of different things, what, yeah. what happens and due to the nature of this kind of event, I guess I, I have a bit of an interest in it yep. purely because it's a, it's such a major, major event. It only happens once every four years, Will. Right. And uh, here it is around uh, happening now, um, starting for the next few weeks. Okay. Uh, being, so you're planning to watch uh, any oh, games? We'll see. <laughs> I think the time zone's going. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to play a bit. Uh, yeah, I'll see. I'll probably, probably like um, most people start sort of getting a bit more interested as it either games that involve our own country of Australia, or um, particularly as it gets into the the pointy end of the competition right. and, and you know, the semi-finals and, and things like that. But well, um, While we're on the subject of sport, before we move on real quick, <laughs> I've just got to shout out my um, Samoan brothers. I don't ah, know if you realise, but the Rugby League World Cup was that's, on. That's right. And Samoa played against uh, Australia in the World Cup final. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Samoa lost to Australia 30-10. to 10. You know, Australia's the, the world champions. Yeah. They've won the last three world league, Rugby League World Cups. But if you've been following that, as I have, and as many Polynesians have um, you know the Samoa beat my homeland Tonga in the uh. in the quarter semis, then they beat England in the actual semifinals, and that was huge because this is where the World Cup is is actually been in England. Yes, and the game was just on the weekend, so if you you stayed up to watch it, it was about two in the morning, uh. early Sunday morning. Yeah, and uh, I was you know I know that 
all of New Zealand was probably watching in South Auckland. And so to all my Samoans out there, especially to my uh, my colleague, Pastor Roland, and I know that he's uh, the church of the North uh, Adelaide Samoan yes, Church here in South yes. Australia. I think they were you know going to watch it on the weekend. But um, it was a huge accomplishment that mm. a T2 nation, uh, Samoa, actually made it to the to the to the World Cup final, and unfortunately they came a bit short this time around. But it just shows, just in the rugby league world, that um, look, we talk about sports here on Faith <laughs> FM. But uh, you started it, Joseph, but I couldn't help it because Sorry. um, yeah, it was a, a real um, just to watch um, these Polynesian teams, the Pacific Island teams, Samoa, Tonga, and um, you know, in the Cook Islands and etc. Just um. Just getting up there on the world stage. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to, um, shout out all the Polynesians mm. out there, especially the Samoans. Um, you represented uh, not only your own country, but I believe you represented on behalf of all the, all the Polynesians out there. So just a little, <laughs> a little side note here on Faith FM for, um, for the Rugby League World Cup. We better get into well, the more we do. serious we do. matters. Well, look, it is, it is, it is topical. Yeah, it, it is. is. Absolutely topical. And, <laughs> yeah. and we, we here on Drive Time, Will, yeah. as you know, we, we always want to, um, yeah, we, we, we want to be relevant. Uh-huh. We, we want to talk about things that, uh, are on people's minds. Right. And, um, and that's, that certainly is. But yeah, yes, we, we, we do need to move on. And look, um, just moving on, uh, let, we wanted wanted to talk about something that um, is probably yeah certainly significant from a faith point of view, Will, and that is that there's been a bit of a push lately in a number of places around our country uh, to abolish the Lord's Prayer in our parliaments yeah. around around Australia. Um, in New South Wales, for example, the New South Wales Greens have renewed a push to abolish. Uh, Christian prayer in state parliament, saying that the tradition is absurd, absurd, and that it's alienating the uh, the, the general community. Um, it's interesting that this was just a little while ago in New South Wales, and and will right here in in Adelaide. There's been uh, reports, certainly, certainly in South Australia, uh, uh, where there was a proposal to ban the Lord's Prayer right. from state parliament here in South Australia. So this is something that's that's uh, there's a bit of a push for this in a number of places around around Australia for the Lord's Prayer or prayers, the readings of prayers to be done away with, to be stopped. Um, the prayer. At, is read or, or said, I should say, the Lord's yeah. Prayer is prayed at the start of the sitting of Parliament, federally and and across our states. And for example, in New South Wales, the prayer has been uh, said at the opening of every New South Wales Parliament sitting, uh, way back since nineteen thirty four. Uh, and uh, has been in, in other places as well. Now, uh, here, as far as the uh, New South Wales Parliament is concerned, this partic- a particular Greens MP by the name of Abigail Boyd, right. she says, she says, I think it's absurd. She says, when I worked at Kmart, we did not have to stand and listen to the Lord's Prayer before we opened all the registers up. I think, she says, most people in the, in the real world think that it is quite extraordinary. Um, and so there's this growing momentum to do away with uh, the Lord's Prayer. To, um, yeah. And um, it's, as I said, it's been something that's been part of our Australian governments, par- parliaments, um, for many, many right. years. That's correct. Now, uh, I guess on the one hand, Will, this is probably not surprising. Like. Yeah. 
you know, Australia is is clearly secular. It's it's it, it really is yep. quite a re- irreligious. We 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 know that the proportion that are committed Christians, but the the percentage of of Australians that attend church uh, on any given weekend is very very small compared to the population. True. Yeah. So. It's not surprising, yeah. and I suppose from on the one hand, we 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 would we would see that this is yet another sign of of what will another sign that faith, the Christian faith, is being is being diminished, uh, that that an openness to Christian faith is being yeah. eroded. Yeah, and then and, and then you got people like the um, just looking at this article here, the Rationalist Society of Australia. They're kind of really pushing to, you know, remove these Christian traditions uh, from public institutions across mm. the country. So you definitely got, uh, uh, you know, there's people groups, interest groups that really want to see this yes. eradicated. Yeah, yeah. And I guess to a certain degree, Joseph, I, I kind of see where they're coming from, to be totally honest, because... In some ways, you know, like this MP's argument, you know, she doesn't have to pray before she starts work at Kmart, and you know, that was her kind of kind of analogy there. So, on the one hand, I can I, I I can see where they're coming from, but I guess as a Christian, it's just another layer of this bigger picture. Yeah, where where not just religion, but if I could be a bit more specific, that cr- Christianity. Yeah. Is being slowly diminished in all sectors of our culture. So it's in politics, and we yep. move it from our schools. Uh, and, and you're right, Australia is a growing uh, secularistic, um, you know, country and a nation. So I guess it, it doesn't surprise us, as we would say. Mm. You know, so I, I kind of see it as it's just another. Um, it just gives us another evidence of where where Australia is trending, the trajectory of this idea of um, pushing Christianity religion out. And so, yeah, they may have viable, you know, reasons within the parliament when they sit. They don't want to hear a prayer before they proceed with their, you know, with what they need to do. But, yeah, but I just see Joseph as just something, there's a bigger picture at play. Mm. And, you know, we always start our show with saying, you know, religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. We know where it's all heading in yeah. terms of... The there is a growing uh, distaste and a growing um, outright attack on on religion and even more specific on on faith. So I don't see it as something that I kind of wake up and go, "Wow, why are they doing it?" So it it really is just to me, it's just part of of where the culture is going, and not mm. just Australia, but the world, I guess, in general. Um, you know, so. That so re- it's not something I'm too surprised about, but then I guess the yeah. question we have is, as Christians, how do, where do we land on this? Yeah, yeah. You know, and do just, we fight back against this? Or now that's that's an interesting one. And just to, yeah, just before we look at that one, I, yeah. I wanted to I guess throw in Will that uh, what you said there. This this you know we look at this in the you know uh, here on this show in the light of Bible prophecy, and you know uh, there is the statement there in the Bible where it says when when. You know, referring to the return of Jesus Christ, when Christ returns, will he find faith on the earth? You remember that, right. uh, yes, that, yes. that phrase there, you know? Um, so, and it also tells us that as it was in the days of... In the days of Noah, yeah. In the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Right. And how was it in the days of Noah? Well, people were eating and drinking and, you know, essentially they were just going through life oblivious, nothing evil in and of itself, but essentially without a frame of reference towards God. Right, and uh, we see that very much these days. That yeah, you know, not ju- as you said, not just in Australia, but essentially globally, uh, less and less of a uh, uh, of an awareness and uh, a, a 
an attitude of respect to, towards God yeah. and faith, Christianity right. and the Bible. Now, the, th- the other thing you're touching on is, you know, how, how should we land on this? And, Will, I thought um, it'd be great to hear from our listeners on this yeah. as well. And I want to ask this question. When, when we have this whole... Uh, push, it's increasing push, this growing momentum to do away with the Lord's Prayer. I want to ask this question. Should the Lord's Prayer be banned in the public sphere? Now, consider this. Considering that prayer is personal, uh, that it's a spiritual matter, right? We, you know, prayer is where we, we you know, yeah. you're communing with God. And considering the fact that you cannot force people to pray. Right. Also, considering that most Australians, as we've identified, are actually not religious now, should we still have prayer in the public sphere? So mm. that's what I want to I want to put out there. Uh, you know, uh, as you were just saying that, Joseph, I just this thought came to mind. I forgot exactly where I heard it or read it, but the analogy of the analogy of when you, for instance, um, it was like a farm, like an analogy of a fence that was put up. Uh-huh. And the analogy was, before you remove the fence, uh-huh. maybe ask the question why it was there in the first place. Okay. So I'm just wondering, why was uh, the Lord's Prayer and, and such and such? In the first place. Yeah, so why, maybe why? that yeah. should, maybe, you know, the conversation was, could it be that Australia was... Initially, uh, based on Christian values, right. which saw yep. the need that they saw that God yep. was part, that this sovereign God was part of the the prosperity of the nation. Mm. So, so could it be, Joe? So I'm just throwing it out there yep. that perhaps maybe you know early on in our Australian history that that Christianity was intertwined with with the fabric of society. Mm-hmm. Now we're we're wanting to throw out the baby with the bathwater, so to speak. So I don't know. That maybe that's just another angle. Okay, before we take it out, why was it there in the first place? And it, I'm just guessing because maybe you know, in years past, there was a a more uh, there was a definitely a more openness mm. and an acceptance of Christianity. Yes, and maybe like today, it's obviously there's a bit of a contrast. There. I don't know. Just just an opinion out there. And no, I think you're really onto something there, Will. You know, why was it there in the first place? I think you, I think you were right. And and let's face it, prayer is where we we're acknowledging God right. as as our ultimate, as uh-huh. our sovereign, and so uh, our parliamentarians and where else it was mentioned in public sphere, it, it would be a way of acknowledging that we as humans. Uh, acknowledge God as our ultimate sovereign, as our as our ultimate leader. Yes, we have our uh, prime ministers and politicians and governors and whatever yeah. else you name it. But ultimately, we we're subject to God, and we yeah. and and that we need and we are seeking Him and His leading and His guiding. Yeah. And I would suggest that yeah, right at the outset, that was part of the reasoning yeah. that it was. Yes, we've you know, let's say in in a seating of parliament, right? They come to deliberate and to make decisions for the leadership and for the direction of the country. Well, who best to seek ultimately that direction yeah. from than than God yeah. Himself, who yeah. is the all all wise, all knowing one? So yeah. that would have been originally the the, the purpose for it. But sadly, yeah, most have no faith commitment at all, and so I, I, I believe you've, you've raised a good one. So let me let me let me put that out there, um, and we'd love to hear from you out there. Yeah, um, text us through what what your thoughts are. Should the Lord's prayer continue uh, in our parliaments? Should 
the Lord's Prayer be banned in the public sphere, considering the fact that prayer is now personal. That, sorry, the prayer is personal just now, but it is. It's a personal thing. Uh, you cannot uh, legislate people to to have a, a personal spirituality. Spirituality, and um, so I wanted to know from you. Uh, text us through on o four triple eight eight o eight double one. That number again is o four triple eight. Eight zero eight double one. Our drive time text line number. What are your thoughts? Should the Lord's Prayer continue, or should it be banned in the public sphere? We'd love to hear from you and um, let us know. And we, uh, we we look forward to to your thoughts and and, and comments. Now. Um, we uh, need to need to move on, and and we'll we're, we're looking at something now. This is, you know, you touched on the fact that, um, yeah, why why was this in the first place, right. and uh, acknowledging God, and that's going to lead into our topic today. Yeah, yeah. Bi- you know, we're looking at biblical parenting. That's I mean, right. how do you establish, I guess, biblical Christian values in the home? Now, uh, it's connected. It's connected in a way, and uh, we'll we'll unpack that in a moment. Sure. But um, before we do that, I, I do want to let our listeners know that we've got a, a free offer. It's, it's a great little book called Family First, and uh, this uh, this little book is one that um, is written by. I'll tell you in just a moment. Uh, uh, I'm just uh, trying to look it up here. Family First, written by Jim Honberger. And um, in this little book, a little little description about Jim, Jim explores the attitudes, priorities, and changes that you can make that will restore unity and peace uh, to your to your home. Uh, if you'd like to get uh, today's free offer, all you, need to, all you need to do is text the code SA82, to our number 04888880811 and uh, the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your details. So the code word for this book is SA82. Text it through to 04888880811. Well, Will, uh, we've been talking about the Lord's Prayer and that's why I thought how appropriate to have as our next song um, the Lord's Prayer by Marlita Fong.
Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM. This is Drive Time BQ&A with myself, Joseph Matichich, and William Mueller. And um, I'm delighted that William is uh, is with me. And really, really want to um, thank uh, Maggie. She um, uh, responded to our, our yeah. question just before the break there, Will, um, yeah. when we asked the question, should the Lord's Prayer continue yeah. or should it be banned in the, in the public sphere? And it was great to hear there from uh, from Maggie because she uh, she says yes, the Lord's prayer should stay in place, even though some people say they aren't Christians. When the chips are down, they are very quick to call on the Lord and pray. Wow, fickle people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is that that is a that's a, that's that's a valid point though, isn't no. it? Uh, a very valid one. So thank you. And uh, if you have any thoughts there, we're asking, we've been asking the question at the start of the show, should the Lord's Prayer be banned uh, or should it, should it continue? Considering the fact that, you know, very few, you know, less and less people, that's probably a bit more accurate way to put it, less and less people uh, have a faith and a commitment and acknowledgement to God. And so it, it's fairly meaningless for many people. What are your thoughts out there? Well, our text line number, we want to hear from you, 4 Today we are looking at the whole issue of uh, the home parenting in our, well, in our post-Christian world. Is it possible? And in particular, today's big Q, big question, if you like, that we're looking at is parenting without guilt. Is it possible? And uh, there will be other aspects of this, Will, that, that are going to be unpacked yeah. as as the week goes on. But uh, just to, just kick it off for us, will you? And um, let's let's have a look at this um, today as we as we spend this time on the show. Yes, thanks. Thanks to us, Joseph. So, yeah, so today we want to look at this idea of biblical parenting um, in a post-Christian world, and we're trying to answer the question, um, parenting without guilt, is it possible? And so um, so we're going to look at, I guess, seven traits, if you want to call it, uh, seven principles, seven ideas, if you will, um, in regards to parenting uh, from, I guess, from a Christian perspective. And, and look, I'm no expert on this subject. I just want to be open with all our listeners out there. Uh, I do have a three-year-old daughter, Naraya. She's the love of our lives, my wife and I. Um, so I guess we're s- still early in this. And we, we, we are mindful there are people maybe listening out there, Joseph, who, you know, uh, for some reason or another, they may, well, I'll, what does this have to do with me? I, I may be a young person. Mm, I, I may be a grandparent. Right. But, you know, I, I, I sincerely believe that some of these principles we're going to share, I think most of them, Joseph, I guess apply just in relationships in general. That's right. We're, we are yeah. all social beings. We, yeah. we all have our friendship and we all, to some extent, have some sort of a family, don't we, that's, Will? That's and, and And we can all actually yeah. be a, 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 a positive influence, support, uh, for even people who aren't maybe our That's biological correct. family. That's correct. Exactly. So I want to kick off our, I guess we want to share seven. I hope we can get through it in our time on our, on our show today. Okay. Seven, I guess, I guess you can call them principles of, I guess, as we said, but we're talking directly primarily about parenting. Mm. But uh, for our listeners out there, I believe these principles, because they come from the Bible, can actually apply to, to relationships we have, um, in our lives, you know, with our family, with with our friends, our you know, uh, you know, our social uh, you know communities in which we belong to. So here we go. The first one I want to 
talk about when we're talking about parenting, I guess, uh, uh, primarily is the principle of love. And, you know, the Bible makes it very clear that, that love is actually God actually is love, yeah. as you, you understand, Pastor Joseph. Yeah. There's yeah. that text, uh, you know, First John chapter four and verse ten. Um, the Apostle John says, "There in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son Jesus to be the propitiation or sacrifice for mm. our sins." Mm. Um, so, when we're talking about parenting and we're talking about relationships, Joseph, you know, when you really boil it down. Um, you know, it's love that is actually, I guess, the source of of true and meaningful relationships. Mm. And so today we're kind of talking it through the lens of parenting, and and love is actually it all starts with love. You know, yeah. And uh, my mind's thinking of a few verses. Sorry, I yeah, caught, caught you off there. Go no, ahead, no, Justin. you're right. Yeah, share the verse. Yeah, and- I was thinking. Um. Um. Well, it wasn't necessarily a verse, but I remember um, listening to a preacher who was um, uh, he was speaking about this topic in the context of marriage, and he said that, and I guess this is his own definition, but I think it's quite biblical. He said, love um, is an act of the will. Let me see if I can remember. <laughs> it's an act of the will accompanied by emotion. Which leads to action on behalf of its object. Yeah, now that, that you need to repeat that yeah, because so, there's a lot in that. So yeah, say that right. again. So if I go through it slowly, so love yeah, is do. an act of the will. Act of the will. So okay. it's not led by emotion, but it starts as a, as it as it is. It's an it's a the intentional act of the will. And right, a decision. But then it says accompanied by emotion. Yes. So love is not primarily emotions, but emotions are intertwined with it. Sure. So it goes on to say an act of the will accompanied by emotion, which leads to action. Mm. On behalf of its object. So, so I love that definition. I don't know why, Joseph, I've just kind of remembered it over the years, but to me, it, it's a really deep and thorough, I guess, attempt to explain love because the culture around us, Joseph, as you understand, love is very fickle. Love is very, um, emotionally, uh, even, uh, physic, you know, like the music today and yeah. it's all very much a flesh, type of orientated um, uh, understanding, which is very much a physical thing, whereas true love is based on a principle and it's based on, on God as the source of love. I really like what you're pointing out there. I think yep. that that is a very, very good foundation to lay sure. right from the outset. Because yeah, we are looking at this within the the, the biblical framework, yes. and and you've you've highlighted that God is love, yep. and that definition that 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 essentially is what God is like. Yep. And so we see that in God, His love yep. was an act of the will, and that it and that it's actually directed to others. Yep. Uh, God so loved the world That's right. that He gave. That He gave. There's the that action. He gave, uh, and and it tells us that it, Jesus gave Himself for us. Gave Himself. Yeah. So, um, in contrast to how love is seen these days, which is all those things you said, right. you know, f- focus on flesh and yes. and you know just feelings. It's also self. Yeah. What can I? You know, what's in it for me? What What will I gain from it? Yep. And so when we see this in the uh, biblical context, we can see how relevant this is within the home or the yeah. family setting. It's it's about care and concern and focus on the other, yeah. whether it's the children, whether it's their partners, whoever it is in the family. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So, uh, and you know, I, I'm trying to look at these principles that we're going to share today kind of through the lens of my own experience as well, Joseph. And when I well, kind of were looking at this, getting ready for our show, the first uh, principle being love, I just immediately remember, and I know you have children as well. You've got two, you know, young uh, teenage daughters. But I know mm. for me, Joseph, I still remember, you know, when our precious little daughter, Naraya, came into this world um, three years ago. You know, and even to this day, my wife and I, we just look at her with just so much love. Yeah. And, you know, I, until I became a father, it, it really showed me just, I guess, more and more, I guess, the picture of God's love because I, I love, and parents, we, we love our children. We love, doesn't matter how old or young they are. And I guess for me, when I read this text that love is a print, you know, as I was saying earlier, that, 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 that definition, it's a, it's an act of the will because love is not just feel, it's a sense of feeling. Yes, I love my daughter and I'll do anything. But, you know, as you know, that parenting can be tough. It can mm, be challenging. Mm. You know, you got to get up late and, you know, when Ryan, those, those, those first few months, mm. you know, getting, getting her bottle in, you know, it's tough being a parent, but, but it's, the principle of love that drives you when things aren't, yes. when things are pretty difficult and tough, because if everything's just led by emotions, then, you know, then obviously that's, it doesn't, that's not true love. True mm. love is, it's, it's a deeper sense of, of a principle, yeah. you know, and, and so, yeah, when I think of love, like I think of my own love for my daughter, but then I think, wow, if this is how much I love my child, you know, you know, God's love is immensely, immeasurably, vast compared to my love Mm. and i was kind of thinking about this joseph is i think that a parent's love for their child or you know a mother's love is i think the most strongest the the purest you know love that we can experience on this side of 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 you know on this side of heaven and then i just almost you know thought to myself wow if, if that is as strong as that love is, as strong as the feelings I have towards my daughter, you know, the awesome thing, uh, Joseph, is God's love is even immensely, you know, a million times greater than, yes. than my love for 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 um, my child. And even, you know, as our listeners, just our love for another, you know, whatever you love, whether it's, you know, if you have a, a love for your, you know, your, your spouse or your, your brother, your sister, you know, like, because I think family love and ties is, is very strong. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to highlight that God's love is just even more powerful. And so, 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 yeah, the first principle we want to kind of talk about, about when it comes to parenting and relationships in general, you know, you know, God tells us, the Bible tells us to love one another, and that applies, especially as parents. If we've got children, we, we are to love, um, them and, and to show the love that God has for us. And I think that's part of when we, whenever we talk about anything through a Christian mm. perspective, like, you know, today's topic is parenting. Yeah. Christian. Yeah. But I think anything within, under the Christian, you know, doing anything according to the Bible, I think I'm probably jumping ahead of myself, Joseph, but I kind of feel it needs to be said is we can, we can say all these principles about being loving, being respectful, being kind and all that stuff. But the truth of the matter is, is that we can't generate that in our own strength. This is the, the core of Christianity is we can't love the way God wants us to love. I can't be the parent that God desires me to be. So I think part of the talk, I don't know if it's, where it fits into our show today, but I just feel impressed mm. to say that it is only the love of God in and through us that 
you know, we are just vessels in a sense. Mm, mm. So, like, our topic today is, you know, uh, parenting without guilt, you know. Like, how do we become parents? How can we um, best show God's character and Christ's character to our children? Because, as you know, Joseph, we're fallen creatures. We, mm. we walk around with this... I guess this fallen um, part of us, as the Bible uh, so ex- clearly states. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, here's God's principles. I'm just saying we can't do it in our own strength. In, yeah, in an ultimate way. Yeah. That, so yeah, absolutely. And I guess it all boils down to me is um, we've got to allow God in. And and I'm speaking obviously from the lens of from a perspective of a Christian. Because, you know, there are people probably listening today and, 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 and they're great parents. They may not be religious. They may not claim to go to church and all that. And they do a wonderful job, you know. But I guess for, for a Christian and, and, and as someone who follows the Bible, mm. we see that, wow, love actually begins with God. Yeah. Yeah. So as a Christian, the best way that I can love my wife, love my children, love as a husband, as a father, is is the love doesn't come from me, Joseph. Well, I can't generate this this it, principle it, it's of not love. Nat- it's not 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 natural to humans. Is That's it? right. Yeah. And, and so the whole secret of Christianity is not God says, you know, do it in your own strength, but yeah. to allow God's love to flow through you. Yeah. I, I just thought it was, I just oh, felt impressed to say that out front. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we, we can read about these principles and we can read about all these wonderful kind of, uh, you know, principles and ideas. But I think embedded in that is realizing you can't do it in your so, own. That's right. And so, so love is, is principle number one yep. of a, um, of, of a biblical parenting, yeah, and that makes perfect sense because God Himself is love, right? And by by very nature and definition, love is other focused, and so in a family parenting situation, it is focused on the needs and the cares for, for others. So that that that's good. Um, so that's the very first one, right? That's yep. right. Okay. <laughs> it took a while. Should, should we go on? Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll share. I'll, I'll share the next one. The, the second principle we want to share today, um, in, in this, uh, this realm of parenting or p- biblical parenting is this notion of respect. Um, there's a verse that comes to my mind, Joseph, mm-hmm. in the book of Philippians. And it tells us there in verse 13, I love this passage. It tells us in Philippians uh, chapter 2 and verse 13, it says there, For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And so when you look at the Bible, it, it, I know coming back to what we're saying in this notion of love, when we look at this verse, it tells us something, Joseph. It says it's actually God that works in us. Mm. Um, he's the one, uh, for the Christian who's surrendered their lives to Jesus, it is the love of Christ um, that works through us. Um, actually, not only that verse, but actually in verse 3 as well, it tells us, we're having a bit of a giggle because I got my verses mixed up. I'm just, I'm just, uh, confession out there on the radio today. I was supposed to read Philippians 2, 3. I wrote 2, 13. So, so apologies to our listeners out there. This is the one I was trying to read. Philippians 2, verse 3. Here we go. It says, do nothing from selfish ambition or mm. conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. That's mm. from the ESV. So, a second principle 
um, the Bible says that we don't do anything, uh, Joseph, out of selfish ambition or conceit. But it tells us in, in that text, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. And I guess the point here is when we apply this principle of respect, respect recognizes the best in people. Yeah, right. Okay. And, and, and if we're parents, um, we are to respect um, the children that God has placed under our care because we realize because God created them. Ah, so yeah, that, that's a very, very important point. Yeah. We, we acknowledge that the children are actually, yeah. Yeah, they um, belong to God. They, they belong to God. Yeah. So every person deserves, well, yeah. I'm, I'm using now the res- word respect again, yeah. but every person deserves the respect and the dignity because yeah. they are a... Uh, child of God. Yeah. 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 Yep. And I think it's important even for me, you know, sometimes when I look at my daughter, you know, we kind of sub- type of subconsciously just go, well, that's my child. Yeah. But the Bible is making it clear, that, no, we are, yes, she's my child in a sense, she, I'm, I'm her parent, but yeah. she belongs to God first and foremost. And if I remember that, I realize that my daughter, our children are a heritage from the Lord, as Psalm says then it should give us even more respect that we treat the children um, with respect, that we care for them, we we listen to them, because at the end of the day, they belong to God as well. And this is something that certainly as children grow up, now we should always respect, absolutely. But certainly as they they get older, now Uh what I'm really been learning, uh, Will, as as my girls have gotten older, is the the importance of of really showing showing them respect. Um, as they move from being little children into teenage years, and and one of them's a young adult, really, she's over eighteen. So, um, it, it's it it means respecting them for who they are, that they are they are fully fledged adults. And the way can, I can treat, I the, way, the way I speak yeah. to them, uh, the language that I use, that yeah, the way I relate to them. Yeah, uh, look, Joseph, I know I'm not not trying to. I I just feel impressed to say that. I know your two daughters, and I know within our faith community, you and your family and your wife and your, your, your two girls, they do a lot for our churches and they participate in so many events. I know at Paravista Church, we had a kids club led by Chrissy and she had your two girls hmm. volunteer during the whole, and I can tell that we, we can see God in them. And I think it's a testament, uh, and I say this, I know that you, I'm not trying to put you up, but we can see God in their lives, and, and it really is a testament, I believe, part and parcel to the the family that she has been brought up in, which is yourself and, and your lovely wife as well. So I just wanted to say that that your girls are, I guess, a living example of what we're trying to say. Now, I, I didn't mean to embarrass you or anything, but but it's, we know your girls. Yeah, and look, thank you, Will. And look, it's it's yeah, we're, we're blessed with our two girls. Yeah. They are they are, um, and and look, they are good girls. Yeah, and I have to put it out there, they will. Um, I know very well that there are many out there who's who are facing quite a few challenges with their yeah, children yes. for various reasons, Yeah, for various reasons, really. Right. right. And so we really should acknowledge um, that it is tough. There yeah. are so many different things out there, whether it be emotional issues, yeah. whether it be societal pressure, whether it be the whole social media thing, yeah. whether it be the whole religious influence. Yeah. Uh, you name it. There are as a stack of things. It 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 is tough work, and so yeah, we just want to acknowledge that. Will now look, we we have to do need to take a break. Will. All right, let's do and, it. And um, just before we go to the break, um, 
It's great, great, some great responses here, Will, to our question All at the right. top, top of Why the show. Why don't you read one or two of them? Yeah, we've got someone here has sent through and says, I think prayers, sorry, if you're just tuning in, we've been asking the question, should the Lord's Prayer continue in a public sphere or should it be banned? Because there's been a bit, bit of a push for this to take, uh, to, for it to be banned in our parliaments. Uh, somebody's texted us in, Will, and they've said, All right, what's that? I think prayers need to be said in parliament. Without prayers, our leaders have no help when it's needed. Wow. As Moses held his hands up, they would win once he put them down. Oh, yeah, they, they would win. But once he put them down, the enemies were winning. Yeah. Uh, and so it, this person is referring to the story of um, Aaron and her who were holding up the hands of hands of Moses. That's and right. so, thank you so much for texting that through. Yeah, thank you. Um, Mark's texted us in. Uh, yes, the Lord's prayer must remain, says Mark. Um, and uh, he's he says that you know, the Bible says today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. If just one person responds to the call of God and is saved, then it is worth it. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you, Mark. And um, look, we're we're going to just take a a quick break. We're going to enjoy a lovely piece of music here. Uh, This is probably by someone that you would know too, uh, Carly, Carly Fletcher, uh, singing on the theme that we're talking about, Dear Daddy.
Yeah, thank you. Welcome back to Faith FM. This is Drive Time, big Q&A uh, with myself, Joseph Maticic, and Wilma Waller. And um, we have been looking at the whole issue of biblical parenting. How is it possible in a post-Christian world? And so, Will, um, you touched on a couple of key principles um, and which are really foundational to relationships, especially to parenting just before the break. Uh, do you want to just keep going now? Yeah, so we looked at um, this idea of a love as a principle. We looked at respect. And yeah, the next one I want to kind of mention is this idea of um, being intentional or intentionality. And when we, what we mean by that is being intentionally, it means talking about and basically living out our values and priorities. Mm. As parents, before allowing other influences um, into our home, um, I think there's a biblical uh, uh, principle behind that because the Bible tells us in the book of Colossians, uh, chapter one and verse ten, it says there, um, "So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God." Mm. So I guess at the outset. Um, uh, as Christians, we are to, it, the Bible says that we are to be fully pleasing to God, uh, bearing fruit in every good work. And I guess part of that is being intentional in how we live our lives. And so especially as, as parenting is concerned, you know, we want to be intentional in how we uh, parent. And uh, part of that is... You know, when we've got children, we've got to make decisions and we've got to be intentionally is, is the decisions we're making as parents. Um, helping them to grow into uh, the young children, the young men and women that God's called us to be. And so I guess one of the ideas behind this, um, um, Joseph, is, is that when we're intentional as parents, um, they grow in wisdom, talking about our kids, and they're able to keep um, their focus. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and I guess it goes both ways. For parents, we, we are intentional, and also we are modeling that um, to our children. Because, you know, Joseph, it's easy to be passive, and I guess an example is to let media and other influences to set our family's priorities. Um, but it's more effective to pay careful attention to how we live our lives. So I guess the idea behind that, be intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look at your, your children, look at, yep. you know, the flow, the ebb and flow of what you do as a family and, and just kind of, um, take, you know, take inventory and yeah. just, you know, so that, uh, you're intentional in your parenting. Um, another thing I think it kind of ties into it is this notion of boundaries and limits. Ah, now that's an interesting one. Yeah. Boundaries and limits. Yeah. Okay. So there's a Christian author, his name is Dr. Henry Cloud, and um, along with um, Dr. John Townsend, they're authors of a book that um, some of our listeners mm. may be aware of called Boundaries. It's a boundaries, it's the Boundaries book series. And the purpose of these books was was basically boundaries in biblical parenting. And there's a principle behind that in Hebrews 12, and I believe it says there, you know, the apostle talks about um you know, letting go of certain things in our Christian walk. I think it's there in verse 1. You know, it says there, you know, um, to lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily clings, which clings so closely, sorry, mm. and to, to run with endurance the race that is set before us. So, yeah, so this idea of Joseph of, of boundaries. Mm. And I love what this article says here. And it says to be deliberate about boundaries. It says for media, behavior, relationships, godly living, and a vibrant faith, it means, and I love this part, it says we do not let culture determine what is healthy for our families. Right, yeah. So yeah, I think that's, that's the idea and, yep. you know, 
Yeah, very, very important. Will this is this is an interesting one. I mean, this is this is probably the one of the main practical um, differences I think with a lot of other kind of parenting, which is yeah, very yeah. much these days our society is well, yeah, l- l- don't don't try to. Yeah. Uh, stifle the child and and what their desires are and and their inclinations yeah. and um you know what their natural natural urges may be you know let yeah. let them let them just go Don't let go them for, sort it out for themselves yeah, yeah exactly where this is actually really countercultural this is actually going against that because it's actually saying no there 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 need to be boundaries put in place and this is especially true for uh for people who are young and developing yeah. teenagers their their brains are not fully developed yeah. they they you know it's proven they they do need boundaries and um, they will be better for it as a result yeah so I guess that that should be part of the one of the principles of, of parenting is is boundaries and I think I think the last one I just want to end on is the principle of grace and forgiveness you know it's a huge part as you wouldn't know Pastor Joseph about the God that is revealed in scripture is a God of grace and forgiveness yeah yeah you know as many verses we could touch on that but you know jesus talks about it's in the lord's prayer to forgive others as as we have forgiven you know so forgive us uh, as we forgive those who sin against us or indebted to us so i think part and parcel of being a parent and look even just being a human being Mm. we need daily forgiveness from god for the faults and the things we do and and you know as parents we are faulty we we are not perfect superheroes no we are fallen beings and we need the grace of god each and every day and we need to pass it along to our children and not just our children everybody that we interact with yeah yeah. so but yeah definitely in parenting and i and i think if we mess up if i've you know even myself you know i'm a husband you know i've got a lovely wife and a daughter if i've done something wrong you know i have to have the humility to tell my wife say look i'm sorry for that i didn't mean to to hurt you i didn't mean to say you know it's just being open and aware when you've hurt someone is to be open about it and if our kids do something wrong we need to we need to extend that grace to them because kids are kids they'll make mistakes they do the wrong thing yeah. but it, you know but if we can show them like we don't approve of it but hey this is you know this is not right you know we got to do it in in love you know absolutely, absolutely. so yeah Look, thank you very much, Will. We need to wrap up. And so what we've identified, the principles of love as the foundation right, yeah, of it all. Love. Uh, respect, respect. Yes. Intentionality. Boundaries, boundaries and limits. Grace and forgiveness. Grace, yes. No matter who you are, even if you're not in a direct um, parenting relationship at the moment, you can still be a significant mentor and a support to others. And um, we trust that you've enjoyed our show today. Thank you for tuning in. Our time is up. We do need to finish up. And um, I want to thank you for joining us. And just as we finish up, we, we, we should pray. Let, let's just bow our heads for a moment. God in heaven, we thank you that you are the perfect heavenly parent Amen. who loves each every, and every one of us um, immeasurably. Help us, whether in our immediate family relationships or just in, in, in general with other people, to reflect that to others. Your principles, your love is our prayer for all of us in your name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for joining us. I hope you can tune in next time here on Drive Time. May God richly bless you.